Hello, everyone, and welcome to I Am Not Okay With Day. I am your host, Day. I missed you. I know, I know. It's been so long, and we're not fully coming back just yet, but we are here today for a special bonus episode because one of my very good friends is coming out with a song. So actually, this is one of my friends who was already on the podcast, Alween. Make sure you go listen to that episode if you haven't already. I'll make sure to link it in the description below. But he was on the podcast, um, I think last season, and we had a really, really awesome conversation. And we obviously refer back to that episode because there are so many things that we talked about in that past episode that's relevant to the song and everything that's happened now. And so I am so excited that he was able to come back. He mentioned the song actually in the last episode. And so it's finally coming out. It's going to be releasing tomorrow by the time this thing, this episode comes out. And I am so excited that he got to come on. We talked all about the song. We talked about his inspiration behind the song, all the things. So I'm very, very happy that he was able to come on. I can't wait, can't wait for y'all to listen. It was an awesome conversation, and I think it's really going to help a lot of people. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Here is Alwyn. Welcome, Alwyn, for the second time to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. It's great to be here again. Yes, it's good to have you. We are keeping our word and you're back here for another time. And I'm so, so excited because we have a lot of exciting things that we're going to talk about today. We do. So, I'm curious. Sure. I'm, I'm interrupting you already. I'm sorry. But <laughs> how many people have you had more than once already? I had two of my best friends on multiple times. Oh, okay. Yeah. So just two people. Mm -hmm. Now you're All the right. third person. I love the number three. <laughs> Look at that. So I just want to, we're going to do our some type of way first and then we're going to dive into everything. So I'll start with telling you about something that had me feeling some type of way. So I've been in these single streets for a while. For it's been two years now since I've been in these single streets, and I'm not in a place to start dating yet or anything like that. Like we're not ready for that yet. But the other day, this guy tried to talk to me, right? And mm. <laughs> and it's one of those things where, like, you know, when people are talking to you, I, okay. And I'm really curious to hear your opinion on this as a man, but. Mm -hmm. So he, I see this where he's in person, right? I see this man. He's, he's like, hey, like, you're so beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to make any assumptions, but I'm just going to let you know, like, we're not trying to have anything. And he said, oh, no, like, me neither. Like, I'm not trying to do that. And I'm like, okay, great, because I'm really getting vibes that you're, like, trying to flirt with me. And he's like, oh, I'm definitely flirting with you. And I'm like, let's just not <laughs> so he keeps on talking to me and I'm like okay I try to escape okay I'm trying to like I feel like my body language is giving stop talking I'm like backing up you know I'm like I feel inside my head that I'm being very obvious like no 
Anyways, so the man asked me for my number and I gave it to him because I was dumb. I felt so cornered. I know, I know. I felt cornered. I felt like, can I say no to this? Like, how do I do this? Mm. It's been a while. It's been a while. So <laughs> I gave him my number. The man texted me immediately. After a while, I was like, I just stopped texting him. I just didn't respond anymore. And I was like, hopefully he'll get the hit. The next day he texted me again. And I was like, I, don't, I didn't respond at all. And I'm like, okay, this is the second time I'm not responding. Like, I think that you should like get the hint. The man mm. texts me the next day, <laughs> the next day. I'm just like, oh my goodness, why did I do this? Why did I do this? So then I just straight up texted him. And I'm like, listen, I, I, this was a mistake. I should not have given you my number. I'm really sorry if like you got the wrong impression, but like, this is not, let's just not. And so he was like, yeah, yeah, I understand. Great. No, because two days later, he texts me again with a straight up lie. Persistent. And he totally lied to me. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bait out this man's scene, but like this man texted me again, talking about, Oh, yeah, you know, I totally understand that you didn't want us to talk, but I was just reaching up because I felt like I needed a friend and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I just blocked his mm. number. I just blocked him <laughs> because I couldn't do it. But my thing is like, I felt very annoyed, annoyed because I feel like, okay, I, maybe like as I'm talking to you in person, I'm giving you like the wrong vibe. But then if after I told you specifically, no, and mm -hmm. I feel like I was clear and you're not respecting my boundary. Like you are like, I hear that you said, no, I don't care. I'm going to keep on going. And then like, it really irritated me the last time you texted me because it's like, I thought I made it clear at that point. And I, made, mm -hmm. I, I was like, I'm going to make sure I say everything in a very concise way that cannot be misinterpreted. Mm -hmm. But he still didn't get the hint. <laughs> so I'm like, why? Why? I, I don't want to group men together. I don't want to group all men together. But like, why do men do this? Do you have answers? Like, can you give me some insight onto uh, what's happening uh, here? So the short <laughs> answer about whether I can give you answers is no, not really. Because I'm not no. that guy. <laughs> However, so I always ask the question, um, so why, obviously, if we're like comparing you and I, you're a woman, I'm a man, I'm like 6'3", you're like a foot shorter than I am or more. Yeah. And so <laughs> okay. like, I, I have privilege in that sense, like, mm -hmm. you know. If I say no, somebody would probably be more likely to accept my no than yours. So I have to acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, I still find myself asking the question, you know, well, why do you, why do you give me your number if you're feeling that way in the first place? But I've heard several stories from women who like, they based on how they're feeling at the time it seems like the safest thing to do or something so they still so 
Yeah. The reason I gave this man my number is because I felt so bad. Like I just didn't know in the moment how to say no. I felt like Mm -hmm. if I say no, am I going to be like a mean person? It just felt like really like icky. I really should have said, I'll take your number. But like my brain was not working in the moment. So Mm -hmm. I just didn't know how to like shut it down. So I just like, I just gave it to him, you know, you're right. though. I really should have said no. Yeah. And I guess another thing is that guys like the chase. It's like, you know, why Why? what is it about the chase it might i don't know it might be a an ego thing or it might be a it i think it varies but so ego is in there for sure it might be a case where it's like well you're saying no now because you don't know me but once you get to know me you'll see that blah 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 you'll change your mind and yeah like if a guy sees someone he's interested in and is gonna pursue until it's like until you definitively say i don't want you i don't i'm not interested and even then unfortunately even then because i feel like i said that yeah but it didn't matter so that that then you have to you know, take the measures you've taken, which is black hand has to come out. And <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I just I just don't like that because I feel like it's disrespectful. It feels insulting to me, actually, mm-hmm. that I have said this to you multiple times at this point and you are not respecting that you know yeah and it's like okay i don't know maybe it is like a chase thing or like for your ego or whatever but that already is like i don't want to be with a person who's already not respecting the the boundary that i set in the beginning mm-hmm. like that's not attractive to me you know maybe and maybe some women like that persistence but i just personally mm-hmm. feel like listen to what I'm saying. Like, you don't know me more than I know myself. So when I say something, I need you to just respect that, you know? So. And that's another, that's another point also where there are guys who believe that you're saying no, but you don't actually mean no. You just mean try harder. So it, it can, it can be confusing, but ultimately you just hope that whoever you run into is somebody who has respect for you and respect for themselves. And I think sometimes people are also not as observant or, or um, they don't really pick up hints. So sometimes it's hard to be direct because, you know, when you're direct and it's like, oh, what's wrong with her? Why is she acting right. like that? Blah, 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 blah. But sometimes, you know, you have to get to a place in certain situations where it doesn't matter how somebody is going to perceive you or how somebody, you can't choose to protect other people's feelings over your own. So sometimes you, 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 you just, it's not going to feel good, but I'm not interested and just cut. I, I don't want to have this conversation anymore. And, you know, 
hopefully you have a higher success rate and hopefully they don't try <laughs> to follow you or something because then right that's another story might need some pepper yeah. spray or something honestly i think i need some pepper spray but like that's well i've definitely learned my lesson for the next time so yes i will be very direct the next time mm-hmm. hopefully the next time doesn't come anytime soon <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to just avoid this person at all costs <laughs> where are you where are you where are you wearing a mask or no no oh, no <sighs> see masks have advantages oh well the situation is that i was coming to my house like i'm oh. going into my apartment so did I'm you see where you live i hope not Oh, oh well. yeah. So it's it's even more worse. That's I think that's like the safety part comes in too, because it's like this man is in the same place that I'm in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What is he gonna do? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I need to get myself some pepper spray. I do. But yeah. that's what happened to me recently. Praying for the Lord's protection. Amen. We've learned our lesson. What about you, though? <laughs> what happened? You feel in some type of way? Um. So for me, I have been. So the last time I was on here, I was kind of working, sort of. It was a residency, so mm-hmm. it's like it's like full time hours, but internship pay, or maybe less than internship pay. The stipend, really. So um, I actually ended up resigning because, unfortunately, the environment and some of the people I had to interact with, it was really taking a toll on my mental health. Like I was starting to experience anxiety in ways Mm -hmm. I never experienced before. And, you know, it's just like, this is not worth my sanity, you know? And, you know, talking to my wife, talking to other um, people in the chaplaincy field and kind of sharing some of my experiences, they were shocked and it was like, yeah, I don't, that doesn't sound like the type of environment you you should be in. Mm -hmm. Um, So I left and it's been almost six months so I've been looking for a full-time job and I'm definitely gonna get to that six month mark I think (laughs) and you know it's it it has been frustrating at times but I think I've gotten I don't know if I've gotten used to being home so much now that I've been this the point where I like it but at the same time you know, whenever my wife talks about, hey, let's do this, da, 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 I'm like, with what money? Yeah. You know, so this past week, I actually applied for a job at the hospital. And I said, you know what? I'm going to pull up. I'm just going to go there and just see if I can meet the people. And, you know, they'll put a name to the, put a face to the name. Um, maybe we'll have a conversation and they'll realize that hey, this guy seems like a good candidate or whatever. And I did that. 
and I only got to speak to the, um, I guess he's a manager for maybe like two minutes, if that much, because he was rushing. But I did get contacted um, by HR about a potential interview. So I was very happy about that because it's been a minute since something like that happened. However, she started like in those pre-screening questions, she asked some things about like credentials and so on, which I don't have yet. And so I started to feel frustrated because it's like, some of them, at least in my opinion, I don't, I think it's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And it's like, my belief is like, you can definitely find people who have the credentials. So the credentials I'm talking about is like ordination, which depending on the denomination that you're in, it varies. Mm-hmm. And like, for me, coming up in the Seventh-day Adventist uh, denomination. Typically, to be ordained as a minister, you have to serve at a church for a specific number of years, so on and so forth. When I went to seminary, I never had the intention to be a pastor, like traditional, and to Mm -hmm. go through all of that. So I think the system was set in a way that most people who went into chaplaincy have been pastoring in some capacity before going into it whereas I'm, I was just trying to go direct like skip that part seminary chaplain so that was very frustrating I felt some type of way because it's like here we go again like another thing that like I know I would be great I know that I would make a difference but you know I I guess I just don't have the answers about the process for the credentials and so on and so forth Mm -hmm. and so it's just annoying but at the end of the day I have to tell myself you know what is to be for me will be for me and if it's not then we keep yeah. it moving. I was going to say the same thing. Like what is for you is for you. The Lord will work it out. Mm-hmm. You know, God knows why you're in this season. We'll talk more about it. But like, I understand those frustrations when it's, especially because you've done a lot of the work. So yeah. it's not like you've just been sitting around doing nothing. And then it feels like you are limited because you don't have X title, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, I think this is a good segue into talking about you and all the things. So let me give a quick backstory. Also, six months ago, you were on the podcast and it's very funny, ironic, whatever we want to call it, because we were talking about burnout Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then you quit your job like very soon after that episode. Yep. (laughs) I was in the beginning stages of my job at that point. 
And it, we were just, it was just very funny. I think very funny that that's what we're talking about. And then the events unfolded. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those of you, well, none of you know this, but like after you and I recorded the podcast, we ended up talking for like another hour, just catching up on things. And that is when we talked about the song, but it wasn't, I went back to listen to our podcast. It wasn't on the episode, but at there was time, a little mention of it. You mentioned it a little bit, but like we were talking about it more in detail um, after. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was talking, um, we were talking and I remember you saying like, I don't know if I'm going to release this. And I was like, you need to do this. You need to do this. And, you know, fast forward, it was your birthday and you had your birthday celebration, your little Zoom party. And we mm-hmm. went on your Zoom party and you played the song for us. I was so excited. And then at that point, I literally thought, okay, like you're about to release the song. Yes. And then you were like, yeah, I don't even know when I'm going to release it. Like, Wait, what? <laughs> what are you doing? You need to let this, like, we need this. We need this. Like, I need this on my yeah. playlist. What are we doing? And... And then you blessed us on our social media timelines with the news that you were going to release it May. Wait, let me wait, wait. Let me make sure I get the date right. May twenty. Is it seven? Mm-hmm. Midnight. So you At could even te- technically. So if you're on like East Coast time or mm. your time, because you're in a different I'm time CST. zone. Yeah. So it would be 11 for you. So oh, May 25th. Yeah. So uh, it's midnight Eastern time. So basically what you're telling me is I am going to get a preview preview before everybody else. That's what you're talking uh, about. <laughs> I, I suppose. <laughs> yes. So <clears throat> let's just start talking about the song. Okay, because mm-hmm. when we were talking about it, we kind of were actually bonding over the fact that you we both went through just really hard stuff and mm-hmm. you were talking about just like the things behind it. So share with everybody, what is the inspiration behind the song? Yeah, so um, the name of the song is I Am With You and it is really basically like all the hard questions that if you were brought up anything like me uh people at church would probably look at you funny if you talk to god that way or ask questions like that and there are a couple lines which are pay kind of homage to stuff that we've said or like, you know, platitudes or whatever, mm-hmm. like one that I use in there, you know, God will never give you more than you can bear. That mm-hmm. that I had to stick that one in there because <laughs> sometimes it's like, um, yeah. God, like how much do you actually think I can handle? Because right. I don't know what measures we're using, but um, yeah, I think you might need to revisit this. Um, so it, 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 I've, I guess, based on the experiences that I've been having over, 
I'd say probably the last four or five years of my life. Um, I've just come through a lot of struggle in ways that I'd never known before. Mm-hmm. So it's like in my, in my, so I'm a Christian and in my Christian walk, I think it was like very childlike in the sense that the problems you have as a child are not the same problems that you have as an adult Mm -hmm. in the sense that like what might be a big deal to you as a child as an adult like it's like a whole grander scale now and so I came into a season of life where a lot of expectations for things to go a certain way started went opposite so a big thing for me was getting married and you know in our church we glorify being married and you know talk about you know how great it is and so on and so forth and like I enjoy being married there's I'm not going to lie and say that I don't but Nobody really talks about the hard parts about being married. And, and one thing that really, really impacted me was, you know, when we get married, we say the, the vows, you know, mm-hmm. for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness mm-hmm. and in health. But I think, that when people say that it's like yeah you mean it but it's like worse better is supposed to be here worse is over there Mm -hmm. health is supposed to be here sickness over there richer we want that i mean that doesn't really happen. <laughs> richer but... is not quite here yet. <laughs> so rich, richer, poorer, poorer, is here. poorer. <laughs> but richer is over there. Um, but better and worse, like you expect. But when I got married, I it's like all of the negative ones. Mm-hmm happened first and Mm -hmm. it was like what the heck is going on Mm -hmm. like this is not what I imagined this is not what it was supposed to be and it, it was like it was jarring it was like it's like my world flipped it's like Mm -hmm. no this is not how this is supposed to go so, like, you you get married and you expect that, you know, your first couple of years, it's like bliss, everything nice. is nice. And, all that. and then, the, you, you know, you expect that challenges will come, but mm-hmm. you're not supposed to have these kind of challenges less than two months into your marriage, which I did. And um, it was like everything I'd known and believe now is like, I'm a worship leader, worship pastor. I was in um, 
Michigan at Andrews University at the time, New Life Fellowship as the worship pastor. And in my case, the main cause for this worse and whatever was sickness. And it wasn't my personal sickness, but my wife. And week after week, I had to be singing, talking about how good God is and Lord, you're mighty and you can do everything and yada, yada, yada. But my wife is at home. She can barely walk, mm. go into all these doctors, um, doing all kinds of tests and are saying, well, maybe it's this, or maybe it's that, maybe it's that. Okay, let's rule this out, blah, blah, mm. blah, 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 months upon months. Okay, let's do this treatment for a month only to find out, well, that treatment wasn't actually for whatever this mm. thing was because you don't actually know what this thing was. And like dealing with that, like in the beginning of our marriage, but I'm still the worship pastor. So I still have this responsibility, not only to worship, but to lead other people into mm -hmm. worship and to talk about God in ways that I didn't even really believe at mm. the time. Wow. That's so honest. And so, you know, I mean, fast forward. Yeah, we kind of get through that, but. Now I'm in this program, um, at this hospital, and here comes sickness again. It's like, it's just not going to go away. It's something mm -hmm. that just have to deal with it. But now on top of this sickness, I'm dealing with, a, well, now I can say a lot of anxiety. Um, I would say that, I, there were points where I was depressed, um, maybe not super severe, but, you know, it was definitely like I was going through periods where things that I was able to do easily was now like, I just, well, I'll just do it later. I'll do it. And mm -hmm. then I just, I just cannot, I literally could not make myself do that. So I'm like going to work where I'm listening to people sharing their stories about all their experiences, everything that they're going through. Some extremely sad, um, really taking a toll on me emotionally. And then I leave that and my haven that I'm supposed to have, I come home Here's my wife who's dealing with sickness. And so like things are not balanced because like all she's trying to do right now is survive. So now I'm trying to take care of me, but I'm also trying to take care of her and then turn around, go back to work the next day to mm. take care of people. And so there's just like this feeling of, just being overwhelmed with emptiness and like man how much how much of this can I take and mm -hmm. I guess like a lot of anger towards God because I have this expectation like God you're you're supposed to do this you're supposed to do that like I'm not a bad person 
and so on and so forth, which mm -hmm. I think now at this point, being more mature, I can say is faulty thinking because I don't think that God owes me something because I behave a certain way. Yeah. But at the time, you know, it's just like this expect everything that I expect went the opposite way, which is kind of how life is. But mm -hmm. so I was I dealing you? with all that. Yeah. yeah, I am listening to you and you're basically me. <laughs> we went through the I mean, not the exact, but like, I think very, very, very similar experiences, that expectation. My marriage started out horribly. Mm. and ended too but you know hopefully that's not your fate we're praying that that's mm -hmm. not what's gonna happen for you but like I, I was in the, I had the same experience where things started off very rocky mm -hmm. I was not prepared for this and I had to go and pretend like it was fine and help everybody and be the strong person and meanwhile I was dying on the inside mm. you know and I mean, it didn't happen for me until years later when I finally came to terms, you know, that lesson that you talked about, like knowing that you don't, God doesn't owe you anything. And just because I followed the rules, because I had that exact same mindset, mm -hmm. I did everything right. Why mm -hmm. is this happening? You know, mm -hmm. and God doesn't owe us anything. And now I think even the spiritual journey that I went on sounds very similar of like later on is when I figured out, oh okay so this is what it really is i had to mm -hmm. you, you're telling me lord i had to go through that in order to be who i am today you yeah. know and so i i know exactly what you're talking about yeah it's very interesting um the a book that really helped me process through this was this book i think it's timothy keller it's called the prodigal god I don't know if you ever heard of that book, but basically it talks about the the story of the prodigal son, mm -hmm. but actually also focuses on the brother who stayed. And um, this was like mindset shifting for me when I read that book, because I learned that, you know, just as much as you always People always preach and they talk about the one who left. But there's people in the church who like that expectation mentality, like I did everything the right mm -hmm. way. I did everything I was supposed to. Therefore, God, you are supposed to treat me this way. You're supposed to do this for me. But that's a faulty mindset because that's not how grace works. Grace mm -hmm is a free gift for any and everyone simply because God chooses to give it. And so there's nothing that you or I could do to make ourselves more deserving of that grace or that what whatever measure it is that we get. So like, mm -hmm. it's easy to look at people and it seems like, you know, things are going well for them and so on and so forth. Why, why does it have to be so hard for me? Mm -hmm. um, but the truth is, like, you can never compare your story to somebody else's story. Exactly. Because, you know, like, what's your life and your experience like? That's 
affects what affects you a certain way would affect somebody another way and so on and so forth. And so as it relates to God, um, you know, I had to come to a place where I could say that, you know, well, if am I serving God? This was the this was the point. Am I serving God for what God will do for me? Mm. Or am I serving God because God is so worthy, period? Mm-hmm. And so once I was able to answer that question, you know, it just changed the way that I looked at things. And, you know, obviously, still, the situation sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it, and yeah. it hurts. And there are times where I'm still angry mm-hmm. with God or angry at God. And, you know, you don't say that to the, the wrong group of Christians. Like, how dare you be angry with God? Or, and like, what? What? Aren't in Jamaica, they say, you know, free lightning strike. <laughs> or like, <laughs> this beam of lightning is going to come down right. because you dare to say that you're angry with God. But if you read the Bible properly, there's lots of people in the Bible who were angry with yeah. God. And, you know, I personally believe that it is okay to express that anger. And furthermore, I also believe that God giving us all these emotions, like we wouldn't get these emotions if there's just a list over here. These are the ones you can use, but the ones over here, you don't like, I don't believe in that. And I think that God is big enough to handle all of our emotions whether emotions are just emotions but for the like of for this conversation we can say positive emotions Mm -hmm. and negative Mm -hmm. emotions like god can handle both all of of them and so you know that 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 it's it's also very helpful to be able to express it and so i think you know for me with all that I went through it's like I was carrying a lot of anger with God still that I hadn't really expressed mm-hmm. and um, you know it's, it's interesting somebody very close to me um, said to me when I was kind of relating to him about what was happening how my life um, and my wife how things were going and, you know, he emphasized, but he also said that, you know, God allows these things as fuel mm. for worship. So, like, you're someone who's leading people in worship. Like, this is fuel for your ministry. And, you know, for some people, that sounds like harsh in a sense like well god why does this person have to go through something to be able to but it hits different <laughs> like when you when you come through oh, something yeah. it'd be hitting everything it is different. Hits different everything yesterday i was watching church crying just yeah. crying and from a song yeah that, um someone was singing and it just was like oof 
you really it's that same thing of like you have that experience when you have that experience yourself mm-hmm. everything changes you know yeah. it's not just words like the words mean something you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah so yeah that's the place where i was in and um let's see the date was october 4 and i remember the date because it well, it it was that's my sister's wedding anniversary okay and so on that particular day i had just met with my at the time supervisor and it was a very it was one of the um in terms of like the session that we had, we had individual supervision weekly. And that mm-hmm. was one of the ones where we just, like, he just essentially, like, I wasn't doing well and he ministered to me. Like, it wasn't all about, okay, what are you learning? Mm-hmm. You know, how are you with this? Da, da, da. It was just like, okay, this is what I was able to talk about, what I was going through and, like, express how I felt. Like we ended the session with a hook. Yeah, COVID, whatever, Mm -hmm. but whatever. And I had talked about how, you know, I have all of this pent up emotion and I'm just not able to cry. That's something that we talked about the last time. (laughs) And he said that it will happen. The tears will come. And when they come, you'll be safe. Something like that. Mm-hmm. And I leave, I leave the office. And some, I guess, a couple hours later, I was in the section. There was like, we would share a room, myself and the other resident. And I was in there by myself. And out of nowhere... Like, I used to write songs all the time as a kid. And I hadn't written a song in years. Yeah. And out of nowhere, the words to the song just started coming in my head. Mm -hmm. And so I just pulled out my phone and just started typing in the notes app. And after I typed, I think I typed two verses. It like it literally just flowed. Like I didn't have to, okay, what rhymes with it? Like none of that. It just flowed. Mm -hmm. And I had, I think, two verses and the first part of the chorus. And then I I needed to go visit some patients. So I said, all right, let me record a voice note. So I remember the tune. And I did that went to see who I was seeing, came back into the office, started writing again. Yeah. And then when I went home, I, did I finish writing? I think I finished writing most of it then. Came home and picked up my guitar and just started kind of playing. And, um, when my wife came home, I said, I wanted to sing it 
for her. And like the verses, like, so there's three verses. I actually added the third verse, not in that first day, but maybe a week or two after somebody recommended that just structure wise, there was something missing. So I added Mm -hmm. that third verse afterwards. Mm-hmm. But the verses are like these questions that, so like if you read the Psalms, you'll see people say, how long, oh Lord, must I suffer or this and that and da, 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 da. So the first, I can say this because I already posted this. The first <laughs> words of the Psalm are, how long will I cry out underneath doubt? I'm searching. Mm. And so the first two verses is like all these questions in that kind of theme. Like, God, how how long am I supposed to deal with this? Like, where where are you? You know, said that you would, you know, you would always be Mm -hmm. with me and blah, 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 blah. But I don't know where you are. And then... It's just so crazy. Like, I can't even explain how it came this way. But the chorus is like circumstance, God responds. Circumstance, God responds. Circumstance, God responds. Circumstance, God responds. Mm, It's giving Job. (laughs) (laughs) Which... Actually, this I guess this is kind of a plug. I have written a song about Job that is probably, well, I won't say better. I'd say just they're different. The Job song is like a corporate worship song, whereas Mm -hmm. this one is a more like listen, reflect. Like, of course, you can sing along, but the Job song is made for, it kind of has that, very maverick city like spontaneous type of yeah but yeah so my wife comes home and i make it through the verses of the questions and then i start singing the chorus and the part where it's like god responds it's like there's just a pin and i was a balloon filled with water and Mm. somebody just go and i just started to Mm, the dam just overflowed. It just overflowed. Wow. Um, yeah. It, it was a very, a very um, sacred moment. Mm-hmm. You know, like my wife is not used to seeing me cry like that, but no, she's embrace me and we just cried together and I (laughs) I actually thought that I might cry every time I sing the song so far I haven't cried again but maybe in the first performance you know like when you do it live you never know I think too like things like I said things be hidden at different moments Mm -hmm. you just never know you know so I will say, at, um, during my birthday, when I shared it with... Oh, I cried during your birthday there, share. <laughs> I, I, I remember, 
<laughs> oh, you saw me crying. So, I didn't. I think you had said in the in the chat. Oh yeah, I told crying. you I'm crying. <laughs> but I had a huge lump in my throat. I I was mm. I, I I almost cried, but it was very emotional. Yeah. So when I shared it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So. I mean, it's just crazy because it's also one of those things where like literally the darkest of times produced something so beautiful and so Mm -hmm. meaningful and something that I think is going to bless so many people, you know? And I just love that for you. I'm just so happy for you, truly. (laughs) Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah. It's it's interesting because so... um, I'm trying to remember. I think it probably was that same night because I wrote the song. It was on Monday. Yeah. And so my music director or former music director from New Life, he's like one of my closest friends. Mm-hmm. I hit him up instantly because I was like, I needed to hear this. And my sense, funny enough, was like, that same day when I wrote it, I was like, I think I need to record this song. Yeah, I was I was getting to that. But go yeah. ahead. Just start telling us, okay? It, yeah, it was like, I think I need to record this song. Yeah. And I think for some reason, so he and I were supposed to talk. Um, maybe, I don't know. If, I think it was maybe like a Tuesday, like the day after. And we didn't get to talk because on that day, again, story of my life, my wife was feeling ill and I had to change some plans. I had to Mm -hmm. like leave my car at work and take a train to her job to pick her up, to take her home because she wasn't feeling well enough to drive. And so like, I remember being so frustrated that man, I was really looking forward to meeting up with him. And so I ended up sending him the words ahead of time via mm-hmm. email. And he read them and it was like, yo, these words are so powerful. And so maybe a day later or two days later, we finally connected. And when I sang for sang the song to him, he says, in only the way he can say, he's like, yeah, bro, you got to put that on wax. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I hear that. I like, I understand that means that I need to record it. But you I say have to, to my put wife, it out there. Put that on wax. I say to my wife, she's like, put that on wax. Yeah, I've never heard like that. It, it's a real thing, but it just means that you have to record it. And so... Um, yeah, so that was October. And so I'm like, yeah, I wanted to record this song. But I didn't have any plan, per se. And then I, I don't remember how... I guess it's been a while, because I think I remember he posted recently that it's been a year. 
I'm talking about the um, Todd Delaney. So his company, mm-hmm. Delaney Land Music, I think has been in existence for a year now. So I had seen the, ad, you know, record this number of songs for like super low. Um, and in my head, I'm just thinking, I'm getting a stipend. I don't have no money to record anything now, but when I start working for real, going to record this song but then he comes out with this black friday special and goes on instagram and has a live and i'm on the live because todd delaney is like my favorite gospel artist and he did a giveaway thing and he asked a question thing, what's the name of his third album or something like that? And I'm like, oh, that's easy. <laughs> Type in the answer. He's like, oh, somebody already got it. Wayne Allen, Wayne Allen. And so that video is <laughs> on my Instagram. And I'm like, <laughs> I won. You know, I'm, I'm so, you know, I was just so surprised. And it was so interesting, just the timing of it. Because I had a song that I wanted to record, didn't mm. know how wow. I would or when. And then this thing Boom. just happens. So, yes. That's when we uh, say, look at God, okay? Exactly. Exactly. And so um, the resources came about thanks to uh, my very supportive wife. And... So we paid for the package. So it was like a one song uh, with a consultation with Todd the Lady, which was like, oh my God, I'm going to talk to Todd the Lady. <laughs> and so, yeah, I left. My last day at the residency was December 3rd. And I think I started the process like December 13th. Mm. Yep. Wow. and boom the rest is history the rest is history it's just the way that god works out things the timing of everything it's just it's always so perfect so tell me though because december and now we're in may it's a lot of Mm -hmm. months what what was the delay for you because the song it sounds like the song was done in december right so the song actually was done um, the day before my birthday. Okay, like in January. complete. So my birthday is January 29. The song was complete on January 28. Like it was, I went to mm-hmm. the studio maybe like the week before that um, to record my part. So it was just like the mixing and final tweaks and so on. So I got the final files the day before my birthday wow so originally my plan was to release the song on my birthday right and it was like when i realized that that was not going to happen at least not in the way that i thought it was because as i'm learning nothing really goes the way we think that's life. literally like probably the first season of my entire podcast that's all i talked about <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so um 
but it was a very special moment to share it on my birthday with friends and yeah. family. Um, so in a way, I did kind of. Yeah, still you do did what release I it. Said. A soft yeah. launch, soft right, launch. Right, <laughs> right. And so after that, it was just like, oh, okay, my birthday is gone now. So uh, I don't really know when to release this song and you were one of the people who you were like all right yeah you need to put this thing out into the world don't take too long because people need to hear this and i was like all right all right you know we'll see um but i think it was about like march i think around march I was like having conversations with a number of different friends. And like every conversation, it was just like, man, everybody seems to be going through it <laughs> right now. And I'm just like, well, I think my song would really speak to that. But mm-hmm. what good is it to say, well, hey. I have this song, but I haven't released it yet. So unless I'm like emailing to everybody, here's the song. It was like, after a couple conversations like that, I came to a place where I just sensed I got us saying, all right, it's time now. It is time. It's time. And so... So ironically, so I did mention the the Job song. So the name of that song is Job 42. Um, Mm. I Will See You. Um, I wrote that song in January. I think Mm. it was January 9th. And just because of the style of it or whatever, my thinking was that, okay, I think the style is like it would... It would cross over into multiple spaces, like whether it's a black church, white church, multicultural, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whereas even though this song, I think, has elements of gospel, but as well as contemporary Christian, I think it's a little more to the gospel side. So with the Job song, I was thinking like this song has a bigger reach. It's a worship song. So like, it would probably, I thought that I should put that song out first. But the mm-hmm. only problem is I haven't actually recorded that song yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I'm thinking like my first single, it should probably be that song. And then I'll put this one out after. Mm-hmm. So that was also part of the hesitation because at the time I said, well, this is a better song. But now mm-hmm. maturity and time has said it's not better it's just different so that was also part of the hold up but Mm -hmm. it just i just started to sense that now this needs the message needs to go out there and so um yeah i started the process doing my research and how to upload music to streaming and contacted a friend of mine from my days at NCU in Jamaica who does graphic Mm -hmm. design so all the artwork and stuff all the teaser things that I'm putting out that's his design I can't wait to well I don't know why I'm not calling people's names but 
His name is Ruel Jones. So you can check yes, him out. Yes, plug him. Okay. You can check him out on Instagram. I don't know why I'm like doing all the secrecy. But Ruel Jones, super talented graphic designer. Um, so all the artwork, he, he was the one that designed it. And um, even that was an interesting process. So I'm going to say this here first, whether it will drop before I put the teaser, we shall see. But I'm super, super, super excited that there's actually going to be a lyric video for this uh, song. Okay, we fancy. I love it. <laughs> and I think that it's very important because of the words yes. mean so much. And I think having that vis- visual representation of the words, mm-hmm. I just think that it's going to just be a special addition plus it'll be on youtube so for people who don't pay for streaming then you can (laughs) see and hear it there so um that will be coming um on the same day so may 27th um so i think it's gonna be great i Uh, am so excited (laughs) yeah so Yeah, and so the person who designed that video, her name is Joy Chikwekwe. Super talented. Yes, she better do. So I'm I'm trying to plug all the people. Plug all the people, okay. So my friend who I told you about in the beginning, who said to put the song on wax, Mm -hmm. his name is Adrian Murray. And Adrian, like, I don't know. The Adrian is just, that's, that's my guy. Like, I love to worship with him. Um, and he said to me, yo, whatever you need, bro, whatever you need for the song, just let me know. And true to his word, like, whenever I was submitting stuff and, like, getting stuff from the Delaney Land people and, like, going through my review process, I'd be like, Adrian, listen to this. What do you think? Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't send them my feedback until I talked to Adrian. And they had recommended that I get live bass guitar on the song. And Adrian plays like at least five instruments, one of which is bass. And I was like, why am I going to go to the company when I could ask my brother? Right. And so I asked him if he would be willing to. And he said, bro, I would love to. And you know what's crazy? Adrian's bass part in the song is the only part of the song that I changed nothing. Like he sent me wow. a take. I listened to it and it was perfect. Like, I didn't have to say, I like this part, this mm-hmm, part of mm-hmm. it was perfect. Perfect. And so, I love it. yeah, so those are my plugs. Music, Adrian Murray, um, album, artwork, Ruel Jones, lyric video, Joy Chikwekwe. I love I have to plug my people. Yes, everybody check all of those people out. So uh, tell me, now that the song is going out there, it's going to be into the world and the ether. Mm-hmm. What is it that you hope 
to happen from the song? What are your hopes? Well, maybe I should save this for what God has taught me. Oh, oh well, <laughs> let's just go there then. How about that? We can go there. <laughs> what I hope for is that God will do whatever God wants with it. Mm. And it will go as far as it's God wishes for it to go. Because mm-hmm. I I don't I'm not going to set an expectation for it. Like I want as many people across the world as possible to hear it. Um like I believe that the message is extremely powerful and like that's not because I wrote it but like it already impacted me yeah so I, and me I too. know <laughs> I know for a fact that it's powerful and so like would I hope to like go to many places and sing the song yeah that'd be cool uh, if it doesn't happen, I'd be fine with that as well. If 10 people stream it or 10,000 people stream it, then that's 10,000 or 10 people who never heard it before that have heard it. And I hope that it will be for them what they need in that moment and that reminder that no matter what situation you are facing, no matter what circumstance, even when you're mad at God, even when you don't trust God, that God is with you. And I know a lot of times in our theology, we teach about, you know, this great miracle worker that God is, and God is all powerful and this and that. And I believe that God is all those things. But at the same time, As a chaplain, I've also learned that there are times in this life where people go through immense pain and suffering, and there are no words that you can say that will make it better. There is nothing that you can do that will make it better or change things. But what you can do is be present and be there with them. You might be there in silence. You might be having a conversation. You might be crying together. You might be doing something that might distract them from whatever they are feeling. But you're there. And so in the same way, that's kind of how this song looks at God. Like even in the times where you know, you feel that silence of like, God, where are you? Mm-hmm. God is saying, I'm with you. So even though it looks and it feels like crap right now, let's know that I'm here. And I'll always so be here. Ah, love that. Well, something that God has taught me recently, I've actually been doing this I don't want to say study, but like I've been reading this book called Unrealistic Faith by Pastor Snell. 
Mm-hmm. Everyone, that's a plug too. Everyone go get that book. I wish it was close to me. I don't have it close to me right now, but I've been reading yeah, that book. Yeah. I've been telling all my friends about it, buying it for all my friends. Okay. So I didn't get good. one. Okay. I'm going to send you one then. <laughs> but the book is called Unrealistic get unrealistic Mm. and it's talking about having unrealistic faith and you know the whole premise of it is that as christians as people who believe in god we're not supposed to be realistic because when we have faith in god that's that's not like the thing that's common like it's not it's not based on reality or um, being realistic or thinking of like all the limitations to the plans. When you have faith, there are no limitations and there's Mm. no, um, there's no like end of opportunities, you know? Mm. And so I think I've been in a a place in my life now where I am, I feel like I'm going into like a transitional phase where I'm like, Lord, you just guide me. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I also have, I'm in the place where like, I am not making the plans. Mm-hmm. You show me what to do. And so I, well, let me not say I'm not making plans. So that's not true. But mm. I have been working toward an unrealistic goal. Mm-hmm. And so my steps are like moving toward that. And I'm just in that journey of faith that, God will help me to reach this unrealistic goal. And so I think so many things have been happening in my life where, yeah, like you, a lot of my friends are going through it too. And I feel like this theme of just unrealistic faith has just been present in every aspect of my life. Mm -hmm. And so I think like the main thing I'm learning is if you're going to have unrealistic faith, it's going to take unrealistic steps that Mm -hmm. might look crazy. It may not look like to the person on the outside, it may be like, girl, what are you doing? But in order to be prepared for something unrealistic, you have to walk in the unrealistic things on the daily. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that is something that I'm, I'm practicing. And honestly, like God has been answering prayers. Let me tell you. Oh, God. Listen, it's been like, it's just... I mean, I don't know why we doubt him ever, but like, you know, there'll be times when you, you believe it, you know? And, but then when it happens, you're like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. like, you're like, you really did that, you know? Yeah. And so I'm in that space right now. And I just, I guess I just want to encourage anyone listening that God is capable of doing unrealistic things, period. Whether we're on board. Come on, sing. Just <laughs> what he said he will do. Okay, preview. <laughs> That's yes. not my song, though. That's Darwin House. No, I know, I know. And preview of that voice. Preview of the voice. That's what I'm talking about. But <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, like, you, God, he be doing his own thing. We don't mm-hmm. need to be on board. But your life can be 10 times better when you do get on board and so get on board y'all get that unrealistic faith because literally your life will be changed i'm telling you mm-hmm. come <laughs> so on that now. is that's it let me not let me not continue preaching okay 
Yeah. To break but- out the tambourine. <laughs> 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 yes, but thank you so much, Alwyn. Okay, so go ahead, plug the song, tell us everything. Where's it going to be at? When's it coming out? Well, we already know when it's coming out, but let's remind the people, just in case they were not listening. When's it coming out? Where can we listen? All the things. Yep. So the name of the song is I Am With You. And the name of the artist who is me is Alwayne Channing Allen. That's my full government. So (laughs) it's all on there. It it was (laughs) so another plug. It was very important for me to put the Channing in there because just paying special homage to my dad, whose name is Channing. And I just, I, I, it's a legacy thing to, you know, to have your name out there. So, yeah, mommy, of course, you know, I love you. You mean everything. You're the world. Her name is Alan, too. But your name is also <laughs> Alan. So, but, but yeah, I am with you by Alwyn Allen. Drops midnight Eastern time. Uh, May 27. So um, if you're on the West Coast, that would be 9 p.m. for you. Mountain time, I guess that's 10. Central time, 11. If you're somewhere on the other side of the world, you just add hours. (laughs) Um, So it will be on all major streaming platforms. So there's Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Pandora, I think it'll even be on Shazam. So if you hear it somewhere and you don't have it, you just read the Shazam. What is the song called? (laughs) Again, I am with you. I love it. I will do all the plugging too in the description. Actually, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be dropping this episode May 26th. So that's going to be the day before it comes out so we're going to get everybody prepared we're in the mindset we're ready it really will be coming out a few hours later um Mm -hmm. in this day when this is out so all the information will be out there y'all check the song out support my brother let's get this song listened Uh to yes go ahead and don't forget there's a lyric video that will be on youtube so i'm thinking I can so link the video too in the in my YouTube video. Perfect. So there, I think even if you listen to the song, I definitely think that you want to see this lyric video. Like I just, I just got it back last night, and <laughs> so perfect. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait because like, I'll say that when I heard the song in your birthday, it wasn't fully clear. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited to listen to the headphones, listen uh, to yes. the speakers. I'm going to be listening speakers. to it at all. Can't wait to be jamming in the car on mm-hmm. the, um, the speakers and the headphones. I'm going to be, I'm going to be the person giving you like 10,000. Um, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Come on. Let's, 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 so let's excited. go viral. Like, let's do it. I've never let's been viral before. I love <laughs> to have I. something go viral. <laughs> you could make your little TikTok, TikTok dance to the songs. I don't know. <laughs> oh. I want to sing it so bad, but 
if you have to go on my Instagram for snippets, that's yes. that's all. Which, that's why don't all you plug your, your Instagram? Plug it. So Let's follow my you. Instagram is Alwayne Channing Allen. So just at Alwayne Channing Allen. Alwayne is A L W A Y N E. Channing, just like Channing Tatum. You probably know who that is. Alan. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I've posted I'll put that some in the description snippets. Too. Yes. Thank you. So, yeah, there's some snippets there you can. But by the time you finish watching slash listening to this episode, the song will be here. So you don't need snippets anymore. <laughs> exactly. I'm so excited. Well, thank you so much, Alwain, for coming on the podcast. I am so happy that we got to talk through this. I always just love to understanding the meaning behind artists' work. And so I think it's just so special that we got to talk about this. Um, I, I feel like this is like an exclusive, like, you know, yeah. first, first person that's getting this information. So I feel very excited, very honored. And everyone go listen to this song. Thank you so much for having me. Until next time, (laughs) y'all. Bye.